Welcome back to the most accurate podcast here at 44 Football for the Week 9 Waiver Preview Show. It is Halloween for everyone. And because of that, not only is the waiver wire column available on 44.com for you, but remember, we are running a special sale through Tuesday night. 75% off, not my choice, through Tuesday evening for the holiday to check in in our weekly projections, rankings, the betting discord and player props with Ryan Noonan and Connor Allen that can certainly help you get back those league dues if they're lost already at this point of the year, and DFS discussion, player pool, and overall discourse with myself and TJ Hernandez, all through Tuesday night for the Halloween sale at 44.com. And if you check out the waiver wire column on the front page, you will see none other than Khalil Shakur leading the way. Because in Buffalo's first game, without Dawson Knox, who's on injured reserve following wrist surgery, the team opened up their offense entirely. A season-high three design carries for Josh Allen. And whereas the Bills before Week 7 had used 11 personnel, three wide sets, on only 53.8% of their offensive snaps, 26th in the league, in Week 8 without Knox and only Dalton Kincaid available at tight end, the team ran three wide sets on 81% of their plays, which was the eighth highest rate in week eight. And because of that, we saw Khalil Shakur get season high opportunities with a route on 70% of Josh Allen's dropbacks and a season high 15.3% target share to finish as the wide receiver 23 in PPR points. Knox is timeline suggests he'll be out at least through week 11 on injured reserve, and then Buffalo's bye is just over that next hill in week 13. So given that guess, I'm going to say that we can get Shakur on waiver wires right now for at least a full month, Buffalo's next four games, before he goes back to the bench unless he plays himself into more three-wide sets. Thus, I don't mind breaking the bank on him because we now suddenly have a weekly wide receiver three or four with bye weeks going on, playing in the starting offense with Josh Allen. It's enough to make me prioritize Shakur on waiver wires this week. In deeper leagues, I also know Demario Douglas is there from the Patriots. And since Kendrick Bourne, who had seen 35 and 23% of the team's targets the last two weeks, unfortunately tore his ACL in this past game against the Dolphins, and Devontae Parker also suffered a head injury, we saw the Patriots utilize Demario Douglas, a sixth-round rookie, for a team-high 85% of routes run. And now in the past two games, we've seen him pop for a 20 and 25% target share from Mac Jones. There's also, encouragingly, no competition standing in Douglas's way. Tyquan Thornton was healthy scratched on Sunday, and Judas Smith-Schuster has not only performed poorly and been injured, but even this past game, after missing his last two with a concussion, just a route on 36% of the team's dropbacks. You can honestly see a direct path for Douglas leading the team in receiving, for better or worse, the rest of the year, given his sudden opportunity. And that begins this week at the Commanders, with Douglas sneakily being ranked as a wide receiver three or four right off the bat. If you're not in need of a receiver, there are two running backs I also think we should be high on. 
And that starts with Zach Charbonnet of the Seahawks, who I understand is not available in your league, bro. But Kenneth Walker didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday last week and then got in a full practice and was removed from the injury report altogether. Maybe that's why he played a season-low 56% of Seattle's backfield touches. And instead, we saw Charbonnet pop up for a season-high 43.7% of their touches. Charbonnet also ran a route on over 40% of the team's dropbacks in the first game all year for him. Having said that, it's still a situation where we clearly need to sprinkle fab on Charbonnet just in case this timeshare occurred for more than injury reasons for Walker. If the split were to hold, Charbonnet could even work himself into a weekly RB3 for us down the stretch with obviously league-winning upside as a contingency player if Walker were injured. I don't think you need to spend more than 5 10% of your fab on Charbonnet. I don't actually think your league mates will be battling for him that heavily, making him more of a discount player for us. But I'm still willing to be aggressive with 15 to 20% if it comes to that, because clearly he's an elite contingency option to have down the stretch. And also for running backs, Leonard Fournette is probably out there even being dropped in some 14-team leagues. And the reports are he signed with the Buffalo's practice squad ahead of this week. We also know the role he's stepping into because Latavius Murray now has carried the ball inside the two-yard line five times, and he's run into his center's ass for negative one yards and one touchdown on those carries. We think Fournette's range of outcomes include the goal line equity in Buffalo's offense and pass catching downs for pass pro ahead of James Cook, who the team has refused to utilize as an every down back for various reasons to this point. We want to be ahead of Fournette just in case he does blossom into a much larger role with Josh Allen down the stretch. More memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best views of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. PrizePix is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, PrizePix is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their PrizePix stat projection. It's that easy. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. PrizePix even offers in-game projections. Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with all your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together, with more Devonta Smith receiving yards, or less Justin Fields rushing yards. Now, you can. Just go to prizepix.com accurate, and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. And finally, 
I know some of you have tight end options ahead of this week. And there are two that I'm confident in for the rest of the season. And that begins with Taysom Hill. Because the concern was always that Hill's 70% route rate the two weeks prior to this past Sunday against the Colts was only because Juwan Johnson was out. But Johnson returned from injury this past week. And yes, Taysom Hill's route participation dipped to 48%. But the team found an even better way to use him. Not only nine carries for two touchdowns, but he handled six red zone carries. And now, over his last three games, 10 red zone carries, including six inside the 10-yard line. Not to mention the routes we already discussed for him and two dropbacks, including a 44-yard pass this past week against the Colts. If we're getting that kind of usage, a 50% route rate is completely fine because it's how Hill unlocks his ceiling, soaking up all the touchdown equity inside that 20-yard range, which is what we can't count on from other tight ends. On the other hand, I do know Trey McBride's usage was elite. We talked about him last week, and he performed well with a 84% route rate with Zachers on injured reserve, and he saw 38.8% of the team's targets. My only concern for Trey Bride rest of season would be Kyler Murray's propensity to open up this offense over the second half. Because right now, Trey McBride and Zach Ertz prior to him were living off of bad quarterback play. And that's why the Cardinals are, have been one of only three offenses to target their tight ends on over 30% of their targets. Whereas just last year with Kyler Murray under center, the Cardinals ranked 20th in their rate of targets to tight ends. If we're expecting Murray to show up and open it up more, delivering to wide receivers more, I do wonder if Trey McBride's ceiling falls just a hair compared to this breakout performance this past week in a blowout game script against Baltimore. Thus, I have Taysom Hill over McBride rest of season, though both are clearly playable as low-end tight end ones for the foreseeable future. Some deep cuts before we get out of here, because we saw Pierre Strong pop up with 11 touches, 30.5% of Cleveland's backfield touches because Jerome Ford did try to play through his eye ankle sprain. But as we've seen in the past, it's just something you can't do efficiently. And because of that, Strong did handle those 11 touches to Kareem Hunt's 15. The concern is that Ford continues fighting through that ankle injury and thus no running back gets there in Cleveland because it's just hard to do whenever you are three players all seeing a similar amount of touches in the same backfield in a P.J. Walker-led offense. At the same time, though, if Strong is going to get double-digit touches every week with these bye weeks popping up for us, he's someone I'm willing to take a chance on in deep 12-team leagues, 14-team leagues, if only to get a handful of points as an RB3 or 4 moving forward until we get all of our players back. Cam Akers is another one that stands out. Because Alexander Madison has continued running into his offensive line for 3.9 yards per touch. And now we've seen since the Vikings acquired Cam Akers, he's handled at least 28% of the team's backfield touches and all but one of those games with Minnesota. We admittedly need more routes from Akers for him to reach a ceiling. Even this past week, Madison handled 18 routes to Akers' six. But it's a clear timeshare since Akers joined the Vikings. 
And given all the changes they're going through right now, whether it be Jaron Hall or another option they trade for under center, maybe they get Justin Jefferson back. Either way, there's enough chaos going on that you can easily foresee them removing Madison altogether and instead going to Akers down the stretch, if only to see him more. I'm leaning Akers and deeper leagues. Daniel Bellinger is also coming back into our lives for the Giants because Darren Waller popped up with the same hamstring injury that hadn't nagged him since week one, but limited throughout the week ahead of Sunday and then ruled out altogether in the first quarter. I'm guessing, given his history of injuries, including soft tissue ones, that this is something that's going to bug him for the rest of the year. And if that's the case, we at least know Bellinger popped up as the tight end 25 in points per game last year as a rookie, and more recently, even scored a touchdown in one of the Giants' two playoff appearances. It's solely for deeper and tight end premium leagues. But if you're desperate because of all the injuries occurring in the league, Daniel Bellinger's out there, and I'm guessing he's starting more games than not down the stretch in place of Waller. And finally, another deep league tight end addition, because we've seen in the last two games without Pat Fryermuth, Connor Hayward has run a route on over 90% of the Steelers' dropbacks and basically hasn't come off the field. We are guaranteed at least two more games of that since Fryermuth remains on injured reserve. The rest of the Week 9 waiver wire column is available at 44.com and will be updated through Wednesday evening to help out with those waivers that you are going to attempt to handle between trick-or-treating, forcing the kids to sleep, following sugar highs, or just trying to punch it in to the fantasy playoffs here in the second half of the year. We'll be back Thursday with our preview show, 2 p.m. Eastern. But until then, remember, be a little bit kind of what's required. We'll see you next time.